Hello, you're back with the Untitled SEO podcast from YesEO. This edition of the podcast is the recording of an AMA, an Ask Me Anything, that I did with Sophie Robinson and James Kindred on a LinkedIn audio event. We run the AMA events every Wednesday, GMT at noon on LinkedIn. For more information, email me or just go and have a look on LinkedIn. Thank you for listening. Oh, there was a little tune there. Did you hear it, James? I didn't. Does that mean you're, you're live? Please do not swear. Uh, act accordingly. Act accordingly. Do we have to act accordingly? So, uh, thanks. No, thanks only, for, only if anyone's looking. <laughs> thanks for anyone who's joined us for this uh, creativity, SEO, AI, and whatever else asked me anything. I am your host, Andrew Laws, and I am here with my fellow host, James Kindred. And I can see that our mate Sophie has popped up already. Hello, Sophie. Interestingly. Hi, Sophie the the system doesn't actually tell us who's listening we we have been doing this thinking there was just a handful of people and looking at the stand the uh, analytics afterwards quite surprised to find out there's loads of people who've been tuning in so thank you for the shy people um i've decided i'm going to go to somebody else's linkedin audio just to see what the the workflow is because i'm guessing it's a privacy thing yeah i don't know if it's a, a visibility and account level or if it's at the event side of things and they're just not showing you everything that's going on just to just to kind of limit the amount of data that's flying backwards and forwards of who's here and who's not Mm. sophie would you like to say hello give give us a thumbs up or a wave or something if you'd like to say hello oh excellent she said yes right let me click a few buttons and what should happen I think you you might have to press ask to speak or something like that sophie which i can then approve can you find that button if you hover over your your little icon you should get the little context menu so you can press something there oh yeah yeah this is all there's not a great deal of guidance or um what does what on any of the guides for the linkedin audio stuff yet <laughs> nothing it's a little bit uh, first week we're like just drop us a message if you've got a question there's no messaging feature <laughs> so it's like oh my god i can't believe no one's coming forward with a question well, well this is all an experiment and we like to we like to be just beyond the bleeding edge i'm not sure what is beyond the bleeding edge just vacuum i guess <laughs> infinite space <laughs> infinite space so sophie well, she's just said, what am I doing here? Um, I'm going to have to type. <laughs> no, she said that in a separate type. I've got to have to reply. I think you... Well, actually, I don't need to type to her. She can hear me. <laughs> Sophie, I think in the live pop-up thing, if you hover your mouse mouse over, you should see the context menu. So three little dots. And if you click on that, I think there's something should pop up that says, oh, you're on your phone. Oh, I'm afraid I have no idea, Sophie. Um, oh, this is this is beyond. This is over the edge. This is we are we are so far out into the vacuum. Oh, she's gone. I think this is quite entertaining. Um, I've kind of turned the last AMA into a podcast, and I'd listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> two two confused men. <laughs> Welcome to two middle-aged blokes and, being and confused. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I'm, imagine she'll pop back up in a minute. Then maybe she's switching to her um, desktop. So what's what's been on there? There we go. There you go, back. Sophie. There's Sophie. Welcome back, Sophie. Oh, oh, we've got somebody else. We've got Laura as well now. Hi, so, Laura. 
Oh, no, she, oh, no, Laura's gone. she left immediately. Um, I can't blame her, really. Oh, no, Laura's back. There we go. Um, no, she's gone. I don't know how the, I, this is a weird feature. Of the, it kind of uh, shows you who might be listening and then they disappear again. Yeah. So uh, what's been on your what's been on your radar this week, Andrew, in terms of workload and, and stuff you've found and, and that sort of thing? I think my biggest learning this week is that it's possible that sometimes you spend a, a lot of time developing systems for your business only to find out that somebody else has done it much better and much simpler than you have and you can just pay him a li- <laughs> you can just pay him a little bit of money so we've been through kind of various crms starting off with a spreadsheet many many years ago and then we used capsule for quite a long time and then yeah. we moved everything to notion because we love notion about notion's great notion's i think amazing. notion's great because you can kind of it's a good tinkering tool for people of of that persuasion of just wanting to kind of try stuff out but have a fairly reliable data set to begin with yeah um i think we've done it can you hear me we can yes. hello sophie how oh, are you i'm good how are you confused <laughs> yeah this is really confusing this is not this that was not easy to do but this for future you have to put your hand up like you're in um, primary school and then you allow me to speak. Ah, so... Interesting. Just like to, Sophie, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Sophie. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's much. So Sophie's a friend on the, uh, I never liked the phrase, but the, the, uh, the Suffolk business scene. Uh, fellow, fellow digital marketing person, kind of, we all, we'll kind of come at these things from a different angle. What would you say your specialism is, Sophie? Uh, we're known for social media, but I would say that we're a bit more of a generalist. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm definitely trying to move that way over versus just doing social media because that's not what my qualifications are in. My, I've got a marketing degree, not a social media degree. So, you know, I'm much more, you know, utilised across a marketing campaign versus just the one thing. This, so, this, this is something that's come up in in for James and I have got a mutual client who I won't I won't name but this has come up just in the last week that if you if you as a client know what your goals are but you don't know which tools to use then finding the right people to speak to is actually quite a challenge because if you yeah. speak, speak to someone who only does paid ads they'll go hey do you know what paid ads is the answer in SEO I try not to I you know I I will do feasibility and say look i don't think seo is the way to go here but yeah it's, it's just interesting that you that you obviously as a generalist so what's your starting point i mean you don't have to give away your whole process but how, how do you get to the the nub of, of what what might be the best strategy for a client well look at the strategy that's <laughs> that's the main thing you know like a lot of what was happening and the reason that i got here and i actually made a, a real point to um change how we were working because a lot of people were coming to us specifically for social media we would then be you know upselling cross-selling or whatever but there would still not be a full marketing strategy in place Mm -hmm. and also that my time wasn't getting paid for because i was i'm a busybody can't help myself so i'd be like giving all this advice away that was either not listen to because you know it's not necessarily in a document somewhere or it wasn't appreciated because it wasn't like given on a formal basis 
And so whilst there'd be a social media strategy, there wouldn't be an overall marketing strategy. And I would just see all these holes in whatever was going on and point them out. And, you know, what people have really unrealistic expectations on organic social media as well, which is that they're going to generate leads. You know, not really. It's not going to do that. So, you know, without it, you know, working in silo just doesn't work. I think anymore like you've got to have a comprehensive plan and so my first question now is what is your marketing strategy and if you do not have one let's do it and there's so many strategies you know there's the brand strategy the marketing strategy content strategy all of those sorts of things but the main thing is like what is your marketing strategy what is your goal and how are we going to do it because I can tell you now whacking some posts up on Instagram is not going to achieve it. So no, absolutely. I think it's a, you make a really interesting point in that the, the, the one mar- second, the door's just not <laughs> the marketing strategy and the brand strategy and the, the specific digital strategy all have to work in unison and they, they, they can't, they don't work quite as well without each other in place. And you can sometimes, perhaps over focus on one specific area like Sophie was saying you know let's do social media whatever that means but it's just it's one place your audience might be doesn't necessarily mean they definitely are but if you're focusing too much on that one place you may be missing a much more receptive engaged audience even through an offline marketing strategy and not even bringing kind of considerations for digital into it is where where do my where do my audience play? Where do they sit, and what entertains them? Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be social media. Just because it's the newest thing doesn't necessarily mean your audience has adopted it. No, and as well, because a lot of business owners are of an age, they're not so much in. You know, obviously there's a new generation coming through, but social media is synonymous with a young person, and um, you know, there's this oh. Uh, oh, I think I should be on there. Why should you yeah. be on there? What makes you think that you should be posting on a specific channel when your audience is hanging out somewhere else? Why like, would you try and get your mind wrapped around yeah. some, something else that you don't even know that you sh- that if that's the right thing for your business to be on there, but just because everyone else is do- doing it? And I think feel- the other thing as well is that, you know, have you got a consistent meaningful thing to talk about on that channel um because the worst thing you can do is kind of do a bit you don't see anything happen and then you stop or you get distracted or you pivot into something else or you're not kind of sticking to a plan a a growth plan to see if it works and it, it can be too tempting to kind of jump onto a new thing like linkedin audio (laughs) and see and see if something's going to work it's worth investigating but it's not worth putting all your cards on the table to it's worth kind of you know having a separate kind of you know what's happening over here what's this doing but it shouldn't be part of your marketing strategy to test a few bits and pieces out i think it's the kind of the the joy and the opportunity of people who do what we do that we we can play i went through the stephen covey process a few weeks ago you know the whole why is it that you're in business um and it kept coming around to play and i think i was Mm -hmm. thinking this is a really strange thing to try and express to my clients my potential clients or the world at at large is that people a lot of people in digital marketing we play with stuff that's why we're doing linkedin audio i don't don't want to shatter the illusion that this is a carefully well well thought out um 
thing because I, I did schedule it at midnight last night originally and then t- <laughs> turned up today wondering why it wasn't working but yeah so Sophie I think kind of what you're saying just just joins all the, all the dots together really it's saying yeah well yeah. let's let's what what is out there because the, the worst thing when people approach anyone in digital is when they come in with a, a fear of missing out and I always want to say what is it you think you're missing out on yeah and ultimately um I don't know if you've had the same, but I, I get a lot of conversations and uh, Jane's mentioned offline strategies. So I had this conversation, oh, print's really expensive. I'm really like dismissive of certain channels as well yeah. because they've tried something, but they haven't thought about why they're doing it. So they've decided to get some leaflets printed, but they've missed out key messaging. They haven't, you know, like, your call to actions, whatever they've decided to do, or they, you know, they put mail is in the wrong place, or yeah. they're to, and then of course, print is going to be expensive if you want, like if you haven't done it properly, if there's not right. a strategy behind it, if you don't know what you're trying to get the goal on, you're going to just see the invoice and not the bigger picture. I think the and, other thing as well is that it's, it's, it's very one of the misnomers about print marketing is people still say that it's hard to measure um and i disagree i think it because it's still a conversion rate and if you've got the right call to action and the right mechanism whether it's via a qr code or a short url or you know if you're wanting to be a little bit more vague like a hashtag or something like that it's still a measurable result because if you're if people are coming through that process you can, you're putting them into a funnel and you can measure the, the the effectiveness of it sure you've got to print perhaps more than one instagram post and make it a physical thing but as you say um sophie if you if you get the message right and the call to action right it's a ve- it's still a very very full powerful way of doing things if not more because it's it's underutilized nowadays and ultimately print hangs around for so much longer like social media you can't even guarantee that people are going to be seeing what you've put up one down to you know the algorithm mm-hmm. and two it's gone in within 24 hours it's gone like it's not you know and people see so much of it as yeah. well so when you've got this beautiful bit of print that comes through um you know you don't chuck it away immediately you know even like the uh the the dominoes leaflets that come through my front door end up on the stairs for a few days before they go directly into the bin yeah you know and so they there there's a lot of value in the lifetime that it's around and i had someone say well you know i get print and i just put it it's still on my dashboard and what they could do, they could name the business, what it was for, <laughs> uh, all of that. And I was like, it's been on your dashboard for three months. Yeah. Like, you know, and that moment that you suddenly go, well, I need this, yeah. you're going to be like, oh, there's a leaflet on my dashboard that's been there for three months. Or you're going to be, there was a leaflet on my dashboard for three months that I now know about. So it's, it's passive. It's, it's passive as well, because you can also, as you say, leave it on the dashboard, leave it on the stairs. Um, there's something I'm doing for my for Christmas favors this year for my clients, which I've specifically done because it's going to stick around and be really visible. It, an offline media doesn't necessarily just have to be print, and it all everything you do, whatever the format, if it's digital or 
online or offline or, or whatever, the marketing strategy and the brand strategy has to define what that activity is, not that someone else is doing it. No, and ultimately, you know, it's about efficiency as well. Like, just save yourself some time by thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, and, and save yourself some money by really purposefully dedicating that budget to all of the channels that are best for your marketing goals. Not, and, let's see what happens, because I yeah, think yeah. I should. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think the other thing as well is within that budget, put some money aside for experimentation and and play to a certain extent it, it is you know what what are those edge cases what are those potential missed opportunities that can come around in the next 12 month plan that we've perhaps not thought of this time and and use the data that you're gathering to try and kind of inform yourself how to move that thinking forward for the next time you go around on the strategy and stick yeah strategy within that time don't kind of disrupt it because something's happening and it looks exciting stick to the plan come back again learn what you found out find some space to experiment and then go again yeah which i think it can be quite hard for business business well anyone because it's just a case of trust the process isn't it and yeah yeah and that's, and that's why the three of us are here hey. Hey. <laughs> hashtag marketing so, Andrew, have you, are you still poorly? I, I am still poorly. Um, I was about to divulge something on, on this, which I won't in case we use it as a podcast. But, yeah, things got noticeably... Oh, no, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm quite happy. I've, I've been really enjoying the, the fact that you two have just been kind of coming away with it because I'm, I'm sitting here head spinning a bit with just thick with cold. But uh, so... Forehead firmly placed on desk. <laughs> it's quite comfortable. This is the joy of this being audio only that you can't see that I haven't done my hair and I look half asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious as well. Um, go on then, James. Say something smart. Oh, uh, so there's one one thing that I'm tinkering with at the moment, which I've never really got my head around, is Discord, um, and the opportunities of doing stuff around that. Um, and creating communities on that. It's never really kind of... I've always just seen it as a slack for gamers. Um, but it's not. It's actually it's really quite interesting, and I think there's an interesting thing that you can do around creating communities. I'm, I'm on, a, on a couple, one which is around AI and, and, and the kind of community of developers and creative thinkers for that. And another one is um, Cole Gray. He's a fantastic um, designer up in Scotland. He, he's created a um, one for graphic designers and that covers all sorts of stuff like mental health and events and general kind of weird thinking and memes of cats. Um, but it, it's quite a nice way to create a community and then you can bring other services into it. So I'm, I'm playing around with that and some APIs and some WordPress and some Zapier and just kind of concocting some weird things to try and understand how it can actually work for real world communities in, in, in geographies and that sort of thing and, and that fits into some of my thinking with the Ipswich Love Project as well. And Sophie, do you do you use Discord or Telegram or, or any of those community builders? No, I don't. I was on Telegram for a bit, but I think this might have a bit of I don't know, James has it, um ADHD thing where I get really overwhelmed and there's a lot of messages going on. So anything yeah. like group based I get quite stressed about. Yeah, um, I have to step back from from them all the time. I mean, Discord, I, I did kind of go into 
being a musician, we're always trying to bring musicians together because you know, musicians generally tend to be quite good networkers. But we we started a group on on Discord, and then everyone who was an admin in the group found all the toys in Discord, and it got to the stage where each time I went to it, it was like having bags of ball bearings thrown up my head. Yeah, it was just, it was just too yeah, much. There's just too much going. Always on. pay attention to your notifications on your devices because I've got most of my notifications for these sorts of things. Even Slack switched off, mm. and I just treat it like email. It's like I'll go in and check Slack and see if there's anything I need to do. But if you leave it open, Discord in particular, there's a you can have a soundboard on it yeah. and load it up with a load of um, MP3 files, and then trigger like horn sounds if a certain thing happens. And it's like, I, I can imagine that's probably quite appealing to one group of people, but that that would be my day finished <laughs> if I was sat there and it was just like soundboards going off and like it would just be too much. So I think it's kind of, you know, really, really be specific with your notification settings or switch it all off and, and have a kind of do not disturb level stuff until you go in and look at it. Same with email and that sort of thing is when my head's ready, I'll go and have a look. I won't. I won't let the um, app tell me what to do. When I when I mentioned earlier, kind of the, the people in digital marketing, or, or let's just say people doing stuff, what like we is doing, we we often go and discover things and play with them first. But I think we tend to get burnt out by them first as well. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very interested about kind of putting up putting up shields to protect myself from from just getting too overwhelmed. And yeah, I think when I looked at Discord, it was like it's too much for me. But it doesn't have to yeah. be. It's, it's however it's set up. It's however much yeah, and it's kind of, it. you know, which communities you choose to join and that sort of thing as well. And, and I'm very selective with the ones that I go into and, and make sure that I'm not kind of walking into the big general rooms because I get the same sensation as I get if I walk into a, a busy room in in the real world. It's like, just, I can't do it. It's too overwhelming. So I think it's, it's having that. But if you can... And this is actually going back to kind of tinkering with things and playing with stuff is that I will look at something for an hour and if I can't find a way in, I'll, I'll walk away. Mm -hmm. I might come back to it again, but if I can't find that one kind of angle of what would be a use case for something like this, I'd walk away. And I think that's a real challenge to a lot of software as a service providers with the onboarding is that you have to give someone a, a context for, for using it that might tri might trigger something in their brain. If you just kind of go, here's your account, go and have some fun. It's it, it, it can, beyond not knowing how to use it, you can't see a creative or a commercial opportunity to actually having it in your ecosystem. I agree entirely. I was, just before you popped on, Sophie, James was asking what the big thing in my world this week, and it's, we're talking about CRM, so we've gone from you know crappy spreadsheet to another terrible idea. Then we use Capsule, then we we develop things in Notion, and Notion's so broad and, and can do anything. But this two days ago, I started experimenting with HubSpot, and I know about HubSpot. I think anyone in marketing knows about HubSpot, and we know it's very good and it's very powerful. But I always found it too overwhelming, so I didn't. I never even signed up for a, for an account. I'd read about it and go, "Oh, that all sounds terrifying." But I signed up this week, and the way it guides you through is very good. I'm obviously only on the free one at the moment, but it it does. They've dealt with that overwhelm in a in a pretty nice way. 
I particularly like HubSpot to stalk people um, <laughs> with their email opening. <laughs> oh, but what, do you find it weird that I've, I've got, he's, he's one of my freelancers. He opens emails. There's one particular email I sent him on Monday. He op- sometimes opens it three or four times an hour. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask him, I'm saying, like, what do you think is going to change? You know, it's wow. She's probably said something very valuable in it. I had a. Um, oh, you're so positive, uh, Sophie. I, a, I really like that. <laughs> Yeah. It's not these look at it. What the hell is Andrew talking about? I had um somewhat well speaking of something that had like login detail, I can't remember what it was. Some how to access something, but from a red flag client like that I'd parted ways with. Um and the name in a way that some ex clients can, like just like that bot like bleh, of yeah. anxiety came up. And it happened the other day, and I was like, "Why?" You know, immediately on this thing. So I'm laughing, I'm laughing in sympathy, in absolute sympathy with you. Yeah. So I know, I know exactly what you mean. And I was like, "They're going to email me. I don't want to talk to them ever again." Like, you know, real like dramatic, but all based off the fact that HubSpot had told me that they'd opened an email. But it was all too <laughs> I remember now. It was just um, showing them how to access Mailchimp. So, you know, and you're like, oh, so it has its benefits. But yeah, in that moment, I was particularly triggered. <laughs> I, I, I had to learn the difficult way that what what I create in my own head is a million times more interesting than reality in situations like that, when the reality is always really quite dull. <laughs> so oh, yeah. Makes life the exciting, but oh, my goodness. Most- yeah, the mind is the biggest weapon against your head. Like, it's the most. De- like, I could do way more damage to myself through what I think versus what anyone else could do to me. Like, I am like, you know, you could, you could just, you could just decide what the hell you like, and no one's gonna, um, one, no one's gonna tell you because you also know it's so mental that you're not gonna say it out loud. So there's there's no one to disagree with, which is also really problematic, isn't it? Because then you've just got yourself in a complete tears. So, yes, can empathise. Yeah, no, I, I I get that. I get that entirely. But CBT, I went through years ago, and it was like, wow, really? This is how other people think. <laughs> like that sounds really useful. <laughs> <laughs> the um, honestly, my my wife has. Uh, ADHD as well, and she used to refer to that her inner monologue as the Italian bees. Um, <laughs> it would be kind of like super high speed, buzzy noise that you couldn't quite tell what was going on, but it was very passionate and very kind of loud. And then she she finally got her diagnosis for ADHD and got medication for it, and suddenly realised that people not that's that's not how the brain's supposed to work. <laughs> um, and I get a similar thing, but I, I choose, I take a different route to deal with it. But it, it's a very weird thing that, what do you mean you're not thinking all the time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I said something to someone, um, it was something like, oh, I think you should do this. It was my best friend about um, something personal. And she was like, why on earth were you thinking about this? I was like, no, I wasn't thinking. It was part of a combination of thoughts that I had in that moment. Yeah. I was like, so you were probably like one of 17 thoughts. And that's the one. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, while you're here, I should probably tell you. And I'm like, but I've only just considered this. And that's the only time I've thought about it. But I thought about it. <laughs> and there was loads of other things that I thought about. 
I, I think it's intrinsically linked to creativity. I think that that thought process is is the joy and the terror <laughs> of it, really. Yeah, in equal measure. Mm. It's, it, it's great when you don't when you, when you want it to be there, and sometimes it's not there when you really want it to be there, and then the rest of the time it's please please stop. <laughs> I don't need you right now. <laughs> Mine goes when someone asks me a question. And I suddenly I'm just like looking at them, being like, I don't know what you just said. I have no idea. And you, they could literally be like, Sophie, ask, you know, what do you think of this fork? And I'll be like, oh, I'm not, I don't know. I don't have a thought about it. There's no thoughts now because you've put me on the spot about yeah. this like, one thing. Next next Thursday, when you least expect it, I will explode with a, a no end of opinions about that fork because my brain is ready. <laughs> yeah i mean i could probably actually have a lot to say about forks because like the really inane details of life is where i like to delve down deep but for this for this conversation knowing that you might repurpose it for a podcast i will say to you well i want, I want to know now repurpose it into a podcast about forks yeah maybe if only one of us owned a company called fork hey well yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew there's a reason I called it that <laughs> for this day, right? We've only got a couple of minutes left. Um, this isn't the the kind of the kind of audio adventure where we we have a call to action, and it's not the kind of like rate listen kind of thing. So I've just taken up twenty seconds of vocalization that has no goal. James, do you want to pitch in? Uh, yeah, nothing more for me. We'll do the same again next week. Um, we, we'll, we won't catch anyone out by a, a, a midnight show. Um, <laughs> we'll the same time so you can enjoy a sandwich rather than a um, uh, trying to get some sleep. And um, yeah, come back next week and we'll, we'll find someone else to chat with or answer some questions and um, kind of ramble for 29 minutes and 48 seconds. Sophie, you've really enjoyed your company for this. Thank you ever so much for, for popping up. Is there anything you'd like to... Any wisdom you'd like to impart on the world before I press the end button? Not on the world, I mean, just on the audience in audio. I don't have a near In this room. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think, I don't think anything I can say is broadcastable. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I was, I was thinking, as we've been talking through this, I was thinking we might, we ought to do like an after hours one. <laughs> but of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the Ipswich Panto does a rude version, which is just like, Actually, there is. I do something similar with a guy called Dan Callas, which is called the SEO or Die podcast. But um, yeah, I think that would be fun, right? Well, I'm gonna be hostly and press the end button. So thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you next Chizzle. next Wednesday at Bye. noon. Thanks again, Sophie. Bye. Bye.